This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young, due to obesity, has lost a 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to simpletolose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today, simpletolose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Softballs. Hardballs. Scuffed balls. Clean balls, wet balls, dry balls, overinflated balls, underinflated balls, just inflated balls, just deflated balls. Had enough of ball, I mean, football talk yet? I didn't think so. Because it's, you know, we still have another week to go before Super Bowl. The NFL issued their statement yesterday. Our office has been conducting an investigation as to whether the footballs used in last Sunday's IFC championship game complied with the specifications that are set forth in the playing rules. The investigation began based on information that suggested that the game balls used by the New England Patriots were not properly inflated to levels required by the playing rules, specifically playing rule 2, section 1, which requires that the ball be inflated to between 12.5 and 13.5 pounds per square inch. Prior to the game, the game officials inspect the footballs to be used by each team and confirm that this standard is satisfied, which was done before last Sunday's game. The investigation is being led jointly by the NFL Executive Vice President Jeff Bash and Ted Wells of the law firm of Paul Weiss, Mr. Wells, and his firm being additional expertise and valuable independent perspective. The information began promptly Sunday night. Blah, 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 blah. The goals of the investigation will be to determine the explanation for why footballs used in the game were not in compliance with the playing rules and specifically whether any non-compliance was the result of deliberate action. We have not made any judgments. Blah, 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 blah. Any conclusions? We will share them publicly. Okay. No problem. Congressman Todd Young, Republican from Indiana, posted this on his website. Who said it? I was shocked to learn the news reports. I had no knowledge whatsoever of this situation until Monday morning. Was it the White House or the Patriots? 
I first learned about it in the same news reports that I think most people learned about this. White House, Patriots. We learned about them through the reports. That's when we learned about them. For the White House or the Patriots. Everyone is obviously trying to figure out what happened. I was as surprised as anybody when I heard Monday morning that was happening. The White House or the Patriots. I have no knowledge of anything or any wrongdoing. I'm very comfortable saying that. Who said it? The White House or the Patriots? I heard it. I heard on the news about this story. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. Who said it? That's it. I heard it on the news. Or the Patriots. I have questions, too. There's nobody I know that can answer the questions that I have. The White House or the Patriots. Other than press reports, we have no knowledge of this. The White House or the Patriots. Who said it? <laughs> now, they have, I mean, the league has just announced they've, you know, they've got video evidence. They're going to be going all over it. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's I know I'm playing into it, but it is never going to end. You know that, right? I mean, we've got a week to go before the Super Bowl, and the press doesn't want to have to talk about anything real. So, oh, wait, I know this is real. I know it is. I know. I know we hate the Patriots. We hate the Patriots, but really, don't you hate Seattle worse? Really? If you're traveling to the Super Bowl, or really traveling anywhere, uh, never mind that uh, we have uh, you know the possibility of Ebola. We've got travel advisories, and we've got people you know being tested for Ebola everywhere. Never mind that. We've got measles to worry about. The outbreak of measles that began at Disneyland before Christmas, disrupting lives in six states now. So if you're going to the Super Bowl, I would not. Think twice about getting inoculated. Maybe you had, maybe you had the, maybe you had the inoculation as a kid. Did you ever have measles? I don't think I did. I can remember. I think I had chicken pox, but that's another story. But I, I and I never had mumps. I remember getting. I remember. Oh my gosh! I remember lining up and getting giant shots with every kid in school. Ouch! And you just took it. Today's world, they'd never do that. You just lined up, took the shot, moved on. Now, the outbreak of the measles is pretty pretty big now. And, you know, remember that the symptoms are the fever, the dry cough, the runny nose, inflamed eyes. It's got the big rash. Uh, the children are sensitive to the light. They've got to be kept in a dark room. The ear infections, pneumonia. So if you're going out into, you know, big areas with a lot of people, you may want to think of twice about going out there unprotected. It's also, you know, always good to be protected. Now, in 2014, there was 27 states. And now we've got the big, big six, seven states reporting from the uh, initial outbreak in Disneyland. So have fun. Have fun. Good luck. God bless. And if it wasn't enough that the NFL has to deal with Deflategate, um, this 
from Irving, Texas. Um, Terry Hendricks, incarcerated in Colorado Correctional Facility, has filed a lawsuit against the NFL seeking more than $88 billion. According to WFAA.com, Hendricks named Commissioner Roger Goodell, Vice President of Officiating Dean Blandino, and referee Gene Stratore in his suit of negligence, breach of fiduciary duty, and also reckless disregard. After Des Bryant's fourth down catch was overturned by replay late in the fourth quarter of the Dallas Cowboys' loss to the Green Bay Packers. He called the replay reversal a fraud. Now, most Cowboy fans is probably going to agree with that. Uh, but, you know, who's going to bring a lawsuit? Oh, I know, a guy in jail. For the theft from and the loss of a Super Bowl against and upon Des Bryant, number 88. Now, to be fair, um, Terry, uh, that loss, had they won, wasn't, the next game was not the Super Bowl. Okay, the next game was the championship to go to the Super Bowl, so they still would have had to get past Seattle. And the way Aaron Rodgers was looking, it might not have been so hard. I mean, Aaron, uh, Aaron might not have done real well. And Seattle might have rolled over Green Bay. So you still had another game there, Terry. So good luck with that lawsuit. Seriously, good luck. It's only $88 billion. Ah, the NFL can afford that, right? They're big-time big money? Yes, of course they can. Of course they can. And since it is a week from the Super Bowl, this is the kind of stuff you're going to be hearing from our news. Ah, never mind all that other stuff going on all over the world and being lied to at the State of the Union. Never mind all that. Forget that. That is not important. Okay, that's only the world. It's only the life. Never mind all those taxes. Stop it. Stop thinking about that. Keep your child safe. Make TV safety part of your Super Bowl prep. This from Safe Kids Worldwide. The Super Bowl is the most watched television event in the United States. And with so many families recently purchasing new televisions, Safe Kids is promoting National TV Safety Day. Reminding parents and caregivers to protect kids from the dangers of TV tip-overs. Every 45 minutes here in the United States, or less than the length it will take to play about half of the Super Bowl, a child is rushed to the emergency room for injuries caused by TVs. I'm going to have to check that number. I don't know. The, come on. Every 45 minutes? A child is rushed to the emergency room for injuries caused by TVs that are not properly secured. Yet most families are unaware that securing a TV is an important safety measure. Safe Kids Worldwide and the Consumer Electronics Association are teaming up to make homes safer by urging parents and caregivers to do a quick check of their home. Make sure all their TVs are safely secured and placed properly. As part of this effort, Safe Kids encourage families to recycle their old TVs, which can be hazards if not placed on low, stable piece of furniture. Many tip-overs are a result of unsteady TVs. TVs that are not secured to a wall. What about the TVs that fall from the walls that are not properly secured to the walls? Did they comment on that? Secure your TV if you have an older TV. Make sure 
either secure it to a wall or place it in a low, stable piece of furniture that is appropriate for the TV's size and weight. You can go to safekids.org. You can go to greenergadgets.org if you want to recycle your unwanted TVs. Oh, I know. Or you could just donate it to another charity if the television still works. How many of you have the big old TVs left? I believe that I donated the last big TV we had last year, and it was in the garage. I mean, we don't think we have any. Nope, all flat screens now. That's unbelievable now that I think about it. It's all flat screens. That The one t- <laughs> the last big screen, it was like, a, I don't know, 40 or 50 inch, was uh, the big box. Oh, my gosh. The, the, um, the big box TV was like 1,000 pounds. And it looked great, but we were concerned that when we weren't actually with our children, they would climb up on top of it and then you know be jumping up and down and climbing all over it, and then it would fall over, and then it, they would be a victim of TV tip-over. And Lord knows, <laughs> yeah, you don't want your kid to be a victim of TV tip-over. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jeff Fisher. Great day of broadcasting on the Blaze Radio Network for you. Right after this broadcast, Michael Pelka, Pure Opelka coming up. Let me give you a little bit of Glenn Beck Rewind. Let you catch up what happened on the week in the Glenn Beck program. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, all live, all right here on the Blaze Radio Network. You need not go anywhere else. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Well, I mean, it's not that ridiculous. It's the Blaze Radio Network. So I'm... I've had it. I just read a, a tweet. You can tweet me anytime at Jeffy MRA or my Facebook page, uh, Jeffrey Fisher. Uh, who needs music to listen to while working out when you've got me, Jeffy MRA, on the air? Oh my gosh. You're taking me to work out? Seriously? You're welcome. You're welcome. Because I, oh, that melts my heart. You're, you're taking me to work out. Because I don't even take myself to work out. And yet you're taking me with you. That's almost like I'm counting that as me working out. So thank you. I mean, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. So I'm, uh, I'm, I tried in the break to run. Now that we, they've changed some things around here at the Mercury Studios. So the coffee is like down at the other end of the back 40 here at the Mercury Studios. is kind of ticking me off. Instead of across the way, just across the way. From my office slash studio, a broadcast center, 
uh, now I have to go to the back 40 to get a coffee. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until maybe the top of the hour. But I see a story talking about the most extreme coffees in the world. And I think, well, okay, you're, you, coffee, you can drink black coffee. I mean, I've, I'm, uh, I've been on Simple to Lose now for, you know, two or three years. And off and on, I lost a bunch of weight. And then I'm, I, I, I gained some back. Now I'm back on. I'm going to lose a bunch more. I've lost about 15 pounds since the first of the year, something like that. And, you know, hey. If I if you're taking me to work out, you might as well take me to lose some weight too. So simple to lose dot com. Right? Of course. Simple the number two lose dot com. Now you know. All right, so they're an official sponsor of this broadcast, but they are a sponsor around the network. And you know, I also do a show uh, once a week uh, for Habits of Health and uh, Simple to Lose, you know, in the Northeast. So just go to simple2lose.com, sign up, get that free health coach, and start losing weight. It works. It's amazing, and it'll change your life. I mean, people around here, we've lost you know over 1,000 pounds in the, in the Mercury Blaze studios around the country. Amazing. Um, not only does it say that Glenn hired you know, a number of overweight people, it also states that, you know, hey, people that uh, become overweight uh, during life uh, have a way of an answer. To lose that weight and get healthy and find the healthy you that you want to be. So simple to lose.com. Simple, the number two, lose.com. And whew, man, just got done working out, listening to myself, and that's good to have. So I'm looking at this story about the most extreme coffees in the world. Would you drink it? Okay, black ivory. Black ivory coffee. Do you know what an elephant Dung coffee. No, I don't want to dig through elephant dung for coffee beans. Clean it up. Get like thirteen to fifty dollars a cup for elephant dung coffee. The Kopiluk Civet dropping coffee, known as the world's most expensive. Beans are harvested after they've been eaten and passed through the digestive system of the Asian palm civet, a cat-like creature native to Southeast Asia. The brew is renowned for its smooth, chocolate, caramel-like flavor. Now, they're ticked uh, now because, you know, the, the way they take care of the animals, but that doesn't come as a surprise. That doesn't come as a surprise. Now, you have the Kopi Joss, or charcoal coffee. A lump of burning coal is a delicacy. Copy Joss for years. Well, they jump a, a lump of charcoal into coffee. Uh, charcoal is known to help neutralize acidity in the stomach. Uh, yeah, no. I'm going to just go ahead and use it for my barbecue. Okay. Why would you jump charcoal in your... The Brazilian Jacobird dropping coffee. That's like 250 bucks a pound. Uh, it's rare, the Jacobberg coffee. One girl claims it is a nutty flavor with nuances of sweet aniseed, while another side praises the brew for its intoxicating aromatic complexity of truffle, rose, leather, red fruit, cedar, and spice. <laughs> the Jacobberg dropping coffee. 
intoxicating aromatic complexity of truffle, rose, leather, red fruit, cedar, and spice. For you today, only $250 a pound. And then you have, I believe this is my favorite, the Monkey Spit Coffee. You can get that for only $56 a pound. Farmers are producing a type of coffee from the spit of Formosian gray monkeys. Yeah! Yeah! Tell me. Tell me again that you're not happy about that. Yeah? A faint but floral vanilla scent to the seeds they chew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Hello. Hi. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me at JeffyMRA or Facebook me at Jeffrey Fisher. Twitter, I lo- you know, I'm a big fan of Twitter. They're a little ticked, though. I see a story that uh, is on my timeline from Twitter. <laughs> I want to thank them. Uh, they're ticked. They stop posting to Instagram links. They've been contacting us verified users with the app messages suggesting they tweet images within the app itself and stop using Instagram. I love how they, they Twitter. I love you, Twitter. So don't. I'm not making fun of you here. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, but I'm just saying, just buy Instagram, okay? Then, then you don't have to worry about it. That's all I'm saying. I thought maybe they did too. Did they? Now that I think about it, that goes Instagram. Didn't Instagram sell out? Twitter. I got to look it up now. Twitter buys Instagram. Did they do that? Report Twitter. I'll offer to buy Instagram. <laughs> they tried to buy Instagram a couple years ago. These are all a couple year old stories. Uh, Instagram before Facebook. Announced the company had acquired Instagram. Oh my gosh! Instagram for a billion went to Facebook. Twitter offered them five hundred and twenty-five million. <laughs> they monkey spit coffee at five hundred and twenty-five million. Okay. Zuckerberg's given us a billion. Get out of my office. So that that's exactly. So please stop using Instagram if you're a Twitter user. Use our own app, damn it. Use our own app. That's the way it goes. So I'm looking at a, a weather map. I'm so sick of it being cold. And I know, I know those of you that are listening across the country, around the world, in areas that are supposed to be cold, that are super cold this time of year, are saying, hey, there, fat man in North Texas, shut up. I got it. However, this this cold is really getting to me. I can't take it. I can't take much more. Okay. And then I look at the temperature map, and it's, I mean, we've got a cold front all across the U.S. 
You know where it's not a cold front? And really, it is a cold front if you were there. Mid-60s to mid-70s in Florida. And, you know, that's nice and all, and it sounds tremendous when you're in 20. But if you live there, 66 and 70, man, it still might put out long pants. It's a little nippy out. Because the lows are probably getting down to about 50. Nippy, you might break out a jacket. I get it. It's all relative. But I've had enough. You ever have one of those days, you know, where you just wake up and you've kicked the covers off? You're cold. And it's cold out. And then you've got the drool on the pillow, so you got to turn it over. Put your head down, and the pillow's kind of cold, but it's just warm enough. And then you pull the blankets up over, about halfway over your face. It's so comfortable and so warm. And you realize that you just got to stick your hand out a little bit just to check the time. And you realize that you've got about five minutes before you're supposed to get out, and it's everything you have in life to get out from underneath those blankets. Yeah. That's where I've been the last couple of days. Everything. I could have just stayed right there. Just right here. Just right here. You coming out today, Joe? No, I'm good right here under these blankets. I'm fine. I'm comfortable right here. No, I'm good. Don't you wanna don't you wanna have to what if you have to go to the bathroom? I'll go. I'll, I'll go and I gotta go. I'll just get up real quick and go, but I'm coming back to my warm blanket. Don't touch my bed. I know, but don't you really wanna get out and be productive and you know. Maybe try to earn some money, feed your family. Yeah, no, I'm good. They're good right now. They're good for another, you know, they're good for another three or four weeks. So just let them be. And we can't, they can't kick us out before that. I'm just going to stay right here. I know, but they really want to do some stuff. And, you know, they're expecting you. No, I'm good right here. Oh, my gosh. I could just stay in bed forever. Just forever. So how's Obamacare treating you? Good? Excellent. Because Domino's, Domino's Pizza. The final Obamacare regulation forcing restaurant chains to display calorie information is causing headaches for companies. It's impossible to comply. Domino's Pizza, one of regulation's most outspoken critics, said the rule from the Food and Drug Administration is vaguely written. Get out of here. What? And carries the possibility of jail time. What? From this administration? Stop it. Essentially, we think this rule is kind of a disaster for everybody. Uh, yeah, not just pizza, but restaurants and anybody that's going to fall within this law, it's still not workable. One problem, the final rule broadly expanded the definition of what qualifies as a menu. Under the rule, menu could refer to any writing that's used by a customer to make an order selection at the time the customer is viewing the writing, which could apply to advertisements. We no longer know what a menu is. Well, trust me. Uh, someone from the FDA or the IRS or the Department of Homeland Security, they'll be sure, to, or the Justice Department, uh, they'll stop by and let you know exactly how they interpret the law, which will be exactly what you're doing wrong, not hold you up as what's being right. And the companies that get held up saying they're doing it right and it's perfect and it's beautiful, those companies are either out of business or will be going out of business very soon. Because you have uh, Michelle Obama's lunch rules uh, still uh, still screwing people up. 
students taking over Twitter. We saw that to reveal horrors of school lunch. And then we get the story, right? We get the story uh, this week where the schools, some schools are not wanting, they want access to all the kids' accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all their social media accounts, so they can, you know, check it for the kids' safety or other children's safety or the school's safety. Uh Uh-huh. I love my these tweets. My poor little sister has to eat prison food. Hashtag thanks, Michelle Obama. <laughs> Fantastic. They complain about the portions. One student served a plate of nachos Mm-mm-mm. and a side of coffee-flavored fat-free milk. Who doesn't want that for lunch? Seriously. Nearly every state in the country saw an uptick in food waste after the standards took effect. No. No, what they saw was students looking at the food that was given to them saying, this sucks, and they threw it away. I don't necessarily know that that's food waste. That's America. Maybe in, uh, I don't know, Uganda, uh, some places, some other countries in the world, that would be waste. In America, that's, this food sucks, we're throwing it away. Okay. It says here, home-packed lunches, the research showed, are likely to be considerably less nourishing than meals offered in schools that abide by current nutrition guidelines for the National School Lunch Program. And boy, those guidelines are exactly what you need. Um, They're considerably less nourishing, but they're nourishment enough so that the kids actually think, oh my gosh, I had some food that I like and now I can go back and study and learn. No, no. We don't want that. That's that's insane. Uh, the requirements for less salt, whole grains. I don't even, I can't even take it. I can't. I don't even want to go into the sixty percent of children the daily calories consumed are not are lower than lunch. I mean, come on, stop it, please. Let them have some kind of choices, Michelle. Please. Please, just between you and me. I know it's not going to happen, but just between you and me. Oh, and by the way, um, I know nobody will ask you this, but it was nice of you to wear the uh, the outfit at the State of the Union that uh, was worn on the television show The Good Wife. Uh, it was nice of you to wear that same outfit and promote it, and I know that you're one of the people because... I know that, you know, probably, I don't know what, on sale, you can get it for 800 bucks. that jacket. It zips up front. It's got the little flaps on the shoulders. looks nice. It's a nice outfit. I'm not sure what the skirt goes for. You could probably pick that up for four or 500 maybe, something like that. I don't know. Look nice. Matching. So you get the whole ensemble. You get the jacket. You get the skirt. That's not even mentioning the blouse. You get the shoes. You're looking at, what, a couple thousand? So you look really nice. You did. You looked really nice. Seriously. I mean, you're one of the people. You're one of the people. And we know that. We know that. If there was ever proof positive that I, Jeff Fisher, needed to be Postmaster General, it's a job I've always wanted. Some people would say, "Don't, aren't you, you know, couldn't you do more with your life? No. No. Postmaster General. 
It's a good gig. Big job. We've got, we've got uh, billions of dollars worth of property around the country, some just sitting empty. And Feinstein knows that. We know that Feinstein and her husband are bilking the system for millions, if not billions of dollars on the postal service. We wonder why they can't make any money. Huh. Can't figure it out. Why can't the postal service make any money? It's got to be just that the other companies like FedEx and UPS are just and Amazon. Those those companies are just doing it right, and we're doing it wrong. We've got to either regulate those companies more, or maybe we just don't worry about it, and we just keep selling off properties and making millions on deals for buildings and land. And we just don't worry about it. And we pretend that the post office is just, we just give it a bunch of money still from the government. And then we'll make deals on the other property and lands and <laughs> nobody will be the wiser. And we'll just be rich and laugh in everybody's face. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Uh, you, a former U.S. Postal Service worker uh, failed to deliver a thousand pieces of mail. Pled guilty because, hey, you know, I just got lazy and I don't want to deliver the mail. I just thought, eh. Hey, who needs the mail? I don't. I don't need. They don't need it. This is just stupid mail. We saw not long ago the postal worker throwing the mail along this highway. Look, if you're going to get rid of mail, there's a much better way <laughs> to do it than leave it along the highway. I mean, that's just stupid. They already know, you know, who's got that mail. I mean, they know who they gave it to. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of stupid. And then we just had, there's a big lawsuit going on here in Dallas now that has the uh, the postal worker that just threw the ham radio up on the steps instead of setting it down in front of the front door. Just walk up and threw it at the front door and broke everything. So please, I'll be your postmaster general and we'll get this thing back on the right track. I promise. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Sorry, I just get hung up on it sometimes. So, it really kind of ticks me off the way uh, Facebook, as you scroll now, and then if you stop and then there's a video, instead of clicking play, it just starts playing. That's their app. But I will say that it does work because as I stop, I, I see the stupidest videos and I can't take my eyes off. I have to watch. So Facebook, although I hate you for it, it does work. It does work. All right, where are we at with words? I mean, let's go. Uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, the Democratic National Chair, right? She's a, the DNC chair. She uh, tweeted uh, right after the State of the Union, uh, hashtag WTF, are you talking about rights? Oh, that's nice. That's nice coming from the DNC. WTF. That's nice. Then the White House, on its website, featured uh, like a trailer 
with hashtags and reference to Biden's, uh, it's a BFD. Isn't that special? Words, words mean a lot. Yes, they do. And according to the American Dialect Society's word of the year, guess what the word of the year is? Huh? I can tell you, uh, let's see. Uh, number six, narcissistic. Number five, column busing. That means most creative. Number three, bud tender. I kind of like that, bud tender. <laughs> oh, you know, a person who specializes in serving marijuana is a bud tender. That's fantastic. Number two, from the American Dialect Society's Word of the Year, even. <laughs> Unbelievable. Number one. Word of the year from the American Dialect Society. I don't even want to say it because it's agonizing. The words that have impact recently, according to the American Dialect Society. Number one, hashtag Black Lives Matter. The overall winner this year, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag, I think we can all agree, Black Lives Matter. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The phone number to participate, if you wish, is 888-900-3393. Immediately following this broadcast, if you're listening live on the Blaze Radio Network, is Mike Opelka. His show called Pure Opelka. I'm sure they had some sort of meeting about what to name the program. Then the Glenn Beck Weekend. Give you a little bit of recap of what happened on the week of the Glenn Beck program. Then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live, all on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're listening to the podcast that you've gone to, theblaze.com slash radio, and downloaded the podcast, you can still dial that number if you wish. I won't be there. Have you ever gone shopping and said, I think that guy over there has got a gun. Now, it happens a lot here in Texas. Now, do you say to yourself, uh, I should probably do something, or do you just, I don't know, nod your head hello and keep moving? Well, when a 62-year-old Clarence Daniels walked into a Florida Walmart, he 
Didn't know that he'd make it past the door. Walmart video surveillance shows Daniels going into the store, but before he could get much further, the entrance someone comes up from behind and throws him to the ground. As Daniels is being held down, a few shoppers who had assumed that Foster is perhaps a hero in making decide to help him out with the pending citizen's arrest. They also take away Daniels' holstered firearm that was under his shirt. Then Foster calls 911. Then, in a turn of events, that Foster, I'm sure, didn't expect because he's an idiot. That's my name for him. The story doesn't call him an idiot. The authorities arrive. It's not Daniels they're putting in the back of the car. It's Foster. Yes, Daniels had a concealed carry permit. In addition, during the scuffle, witnesses said Daniels was yelling out that I have a license. Get off me. What do you think you're doing, you idiot? He's being charged with one count of battery. Police say he's lucky the gun didn't discharge. Situations like this, things could have gotten much worse. Yes. Yes, it could have. Either man could have been shot and killed. A innocent bystander could have been shot and killed. Whoever helped disarm the man could have been shot. It's agonizing. If you're concerned. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Walmart has security. Could have told security. Eh, perhaps security would have went up to him and said, excuse me. Is that a gun I see or are you just happy to see me? And he would have said, I've got a license and provided that license and everything would have been fine. Or perhaps he could have, I don't know, called the police himself and said, hey, I'm at Walmart. And I just saw somebody walk through the door and he's got a gun. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, is anything happening? No. He's got he's got a bag of oranges. And, oh my gosh, he's picking up some strawberries. Uh, is anyone looking to be in harm's way? No. He's headed over to the bananas. So then the police would come, possibly, and say, excuse me, sir. Is that a gun in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? And he would say, I have a license and produce the license and go about our way. No one would be hurt and everyone would be fine. So the next time you see someone in the store carrying a weapon, think twice before you tackle them and hold them down and have other people help hold them down and disarm the person and call police because it may be just you, you going to jail instead of the person you thought was a bad guy just because he was carrying a gun. Just a helpful hit from the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Good times in Florida. Good, good, good times. Now, I loved living in Florida. And I, I really don't mind living in Dallas. And there's all kinds of things going on here in Dallas. I mean, you've got the Dallas Comic Con coming up. You've got Zest Fest this weekend. We had, uh, what's-her-face, Sarah Penrod. I'm sure she'll appreciate what's-her-face. You know her. Uh, Sarah Penrod on uh, Pat and Stu uh, last week promoting Zest Fest. So if you're in the Dallas area and you're by the Irving Convention Center over there in Las Colinas, Texas, uh, go. It's free food. You pay the price. You get in. You just eat all day. My kind of festival. 
And then we have the uh, Walker Stalker Con. Uh, by the way, um, dear uh, Walker Stalker Con uh, 2015 uh, in Dallas, uh, you have not responded to my email yet, and uh, now you're ticking me off. So I will not promote your show anymore. You know how much I love The Walking Dead. You know how much I want to be a walker uh, on your broadcast, on your television show. I, you know, I don't know how much more begging I have to do, and yet I get no response. No one from AMC, no one from Walking Dead gets a hold of me. Huh. Huh. Don't make me tackle you just inside the doors of Walmart, okay? Don't let it happen. But I could live in Florida again. Now, I was reading Best Places to Live. The Best Places to Live, the 21 best cities to live in. How would you think that would be? Now, this is globally. It's not just the U.S. Now, we hear the U.S. My dad used to, my stepdad, his favorite line, he, he you know, traveled all over the world in the military. and His favorite line was, no place better than the U.S. You don't need to go anywhere else. Just travel to the United States and shut up. And he's kind of right. Although there are some places, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday on the radio show, a bucket list of places that you'd like to go in the world and see. Uh, you know, the pyramids is one. We had an opportunity. We were going to go see. Actually, I was going to remind Glenn we had an opportunity to see, go to the pyramids and see them the first time that he and I went to uh, Israel. But um, we never did because our guide didn't want to go into Egypt. Huh, an Israeli didn't want to go into Egypt, and that was that was that was like thirteen years ago or something like that, fourteen years ago, <laughs> even back then he didn't want to go into egypt weird, weird, and we were gonna we were gonna try to sneak into Iraq actually uh when we were there the first time because we were we knew that uh we were gonna be at war soon. And it was the time to go into Iraq and see the sites and see, you know, see the statues and see the castles and see the, you know, the, 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 whatever beauty is in Iraq, see it before it gets destroyed by war. And while we were in Israel, one of the days we were actually talking about it was the day that Saddam Hussein kicked out all the press because he knew it was, uh, Doom was on its way. And so, you know, I mean, other than sneaking in and crawling underground, there was no way we were going to Iraq. So there you go. Not going to happen. Now it's, you know, boy, remember when that used to be a beautiful house, huh? Uh, So, you know, oh, well. But there are a number of places around the world that you like to see. You know, it's a bucket list. Yeah, you want to go. It's cool. It's, you know, they've been a part of the world. You know, you want to see it. But, you know, really... Travel the U.S. The U.S. is beautiful. It's got everything. North, south, east, and west. But if you could, you know, if any of us can pick a city, right? I mean, really, you can. You can live anywhere you want. I mean, don't. I know that you think you're locked in. Sometimes it feels it feels uh, cramped, and you're stuck in. Like I've got to live here. I've got to do this. This is what I'm doing. But really, you can live anywhere you want. You just have to make the choice. I mean, you make the choice, right? You make the choice of where you're going to live. So, you know, if you're living in Dubuque, Iowa, that's the choice you've made. God knows why you've made that choice. But if you want to, Dubuque is beautiful this time of year, I hear. 
The number 14 city uh, the, you know, is tied. Montreal and uh, Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Now, Montreal is beautiful. I love Montreal. I've only been there once. I could spend some time there. It'd be nice. Uh, Luxembourg City. Yeah, you know, some of these cities, they they love the European Berlin. Are you going to live in Berlin? Uh, no. Vienna. Oh, Vienna is beautiful. I mean, why would you want to live in Vienna or Berlin? Shut up. This Berlin, those his big names. Forcing A.G. Simmons and always advancing in the sciences and academics. Additionally, the city has established a major film industry and tourism has skyrocketed in recent years. Three-day international beer festival with over 300 breweries and 2,000 sorts of beers take place in Berlin. Oh, and is held in a 1.4-mile-long beer garden, the longest in the world. Now, actually, one of the <laughs> – I read that and then one of the cameramen – that works on the show here in Dallas. He went on vacation to go do this and do the uh, the International Beer Festival and then travel some in Europe. And he said it was fantastic. So maybe you want to go for the festival. Maybe. What the hell am I? What, the, what do I know? Basel, Switzerland. Uh, okay, maybe. Gothenburg, Sweden. Come on. Stavanger, Norway. Oh, yeah. That's where you want to live is in Norway. There's, it's gorgeous there. About a day a year. The Hague. Yes, that's where I want to live is the Hague so I can ride a bike everywhere. And everyone's always buzzing over to Amsterdam. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Ugh. Geneva, Switzerland. Man, they love these socialist countries. Headquarters for the UN, the Red Cross, and the WHO. Geneva. Oh, that makes me want to go there even more. It's the headquarters for the U.N. Why don't we just shut down the U.N. here in New York City and send it all there? Geneva, you can have it. Greenwich, Connecticut. Come on. Boston. Seattle. Stockholm. I mean, they're nice. Boston and Seattle. There's like, you know, right there, those two cities. Opposite coast, United States, same kind of place. You know, cold, rainy. Well, they're different cities, Jeff. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Stockholm, Sweden. But they love these Sweden and Switzerland. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always warm in Vancouver. Ottawa. I love Canada. Zurich. Copenhagen, Denmark. Is a business, finance, and commercial center in Scandinavia. Big industries include pharma, biotech, computer science, and telecommunications. One of the most popular tourist attractions in Copenhagen is a bronze statue of the Little Mermaid based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. Oh, look, it's gorgeous. And they have a little boat that's glass covered, and you can take the tour all around Copenhagen, Denmark. Boy, doesn't that sound fun! Dublin, Ireland, yeah, no, no, thank you. Toronto, been there. I mean, Toronto's nice. Toronto's a nice city, and really, Toronto is really the U.S. I mean, it's you know, doesn't take much to get there from Detroit. It's right there. You know, I know it's still Canada. I got it, but Toronto is in Montreal, so Canada has several. Uh, We have Boston and Seattle. Globally, 
from the Business Insider as the best cities to live in the world. Boston and Seattle. Stop it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And I mentioned uh, a couple of things going on in Dallas. And, of course, uh, uh, Jeff Allen, comedian extraordinaire, if you're in the Dallas area, is going to be in Dallas in Arlington uh, tonight. Look it up. Go to JeffAllenComedy.com and just go see the show because I was invited to see the show and I can't make it. I apologize, Jeff. I already, I already gave you my excuse, so I'm not going to give you another excuse. But just go see him and have fun and laugh, laugh, laugh. Saudi Arabia's King Abdullah dead at the age of ninety. We should have done a retrospective yesterday. <laughs> this is retrospective. Best known for his dozen wives and over 30 children, Saudi Arabia King Abdullah, dead at the age of 90. Um, so, we got that going for us. Apparently, uh, our king, uh, Barack Obama, uh, is cutting his India trip short uh, to go to Saudi Arabia, pay his respects, say sorry, <laughs> you know, and meet the new king. I didn't have time to have time to go to go to the parade in Paris though. I didn't have time for that. I didn't have time for that. I wonder with the new king, uh this King Abdullah's uh like half brother or something, and he's like seventy nine. He's cranking it out, man. Uh if they'll continue to be building their fence. You know, they've got uh they came out with saying that they're gonna build a this huge fence, this border fence, uh, to, you know, fight terrorism. And then uh, Yemen is falling apart, which borders uh, Saudi Arabia, and their strategy, uh, get behind a fence. And yet our GOP, uh, with their new security bill, removes border fences. Well, now, um, we have only, uh, I don't know how many miles of fence done, but it certainly isn't enough. It isn't the entire deal that was supposed to have been built. And yet, um, we want to remove what we have built. Now, in July, if you go to the YouTube.com slash The Blaze, our YouTube channel, uh, you can find the video that I did uh, that gave the plan, uh, my plan, my idea for the border fence. And here it is right now. We hear about hundreds and thousands of people crossing the border, illegally crossing the border, I might add, each day. 
If this country would have taken my advice a few years ago, we wouldn't have the problem we're having now. Way back in 2006, the Senate appropriated $2 billion, overwhelmingly $2 billion for a fence. They even started out with saying they were going to build a 370-mile chain-link fence. <laughs> I'm pretty sure bolt cutters are cheap. Or we can find a better way. The Great Wall of Mexico, a sight to be seen, a destination. Bring the family. Yes, the Great Wall of Mexico. We'll have restaurants, we'll have bars. We can set up hotels. Everybody will make a cut. Yes, create some jobs on the Great Wall of Mexico. We can even set up giant trebuchets. Well, with water balloons, of course. We'll charge to get on it. Each state will have their own entrances. Everybody will make a little cash back. And it'll be a destination. The Great Wall of Mexico. Or we can continue to do the things we're doing now. National Guard, DPS, Texas Rangers, average citizen volunteers trying to help out at the border and still letting thousands of people cross it every day illegally, costing us millions. Or we can do the smart thing, the Great Wall of Mexico, a sight to be seen, a destination, bring the family. And remember, what happens on the wall? Stays on the wall. Just a thought. You know, after hearing that again, you're welcome, United States. You're welcome. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Immediately following this broadcast, Mike Opelka and pure Opelka comes on the Blaze Radio Network. He's broadcasting from SHOT Show in Las Vegas. According to his tweet, it's the first Road Warrior edition of pure Opelka. He's coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Then at noon, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater at 3, Joe Pags at 6. Little Glenn Beck Rewind, Glenn Beck Weekend, right after Michael Pelka. You look, just stay right here on the Blaze Radio Network. I mean, it's crazy not to just stay here. Why go anywhere else? Weekdays, you've got Doc and Skip, Glenn, Pat and Stu. Who's the other guy again? Oh, yeah, Jay Severn. <laughs> He's just so pissed. I love you, Jay. And then on the weekends, you got this day, and then Sundays, we've got David Barton and Bill Handel. And, I mean, dude, look. Go to theblaze.com slash radio. Look at the lineup and realize there's no reason for you to be anywhere else than right there at theblaze.com slash radio. All right, so 
How many of you have a mom and a dad? Oh, wait, all of us. How many of you have sisters, brothers, cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, all of that? Of course we all do, right? I mean, we all do. Are you okay if a brother marries a brother, a brother marries a sister? A brother marries a cousin, a sister, cousins, aunts, uncles. Are they? All, we all just get together. I believe it's called incest. You okay with it? Most people say no. Most people are like, yeah, no. Now you start getting into second and third cousins. You start getting, you know, you start getting a little. Well, I mean, maybe. It's okay. You know, you start getting kind of okay. I mean, in, in, in New York, uh, they said that it was okay, you know, for, uh, you know, an uncle and a niece. This was, when was this? This was back in, this was last year. It's okay. A judge in court of appeals say it's okay. Look, uncle and a niece, don't worry about it. It's fine. Then we have the 18-year-old girl. Wants to marry your dad. Right? There's a reason I lost my virginity to him. Because I'd never felt comfortable with any other man. That might be your problem. I'm just saying. I get. I get that whole, you know, you want your daughter to love you. And I get that you love your daughter. And I get that whole phase of your daughter wanting to marry her dad. Get that. I love it. As a matter of fact, I'm, you know, I have, I'm in that. My, I love it. That's part of the deal of being a parent. It's also part of the deal to, I don't know, maybe say, uh, yeah, you know, I love you too. You can't marry me. I'm your dad. Uh, you have to find someone that's, well, you're never going to find anybody as good as me. You have to find someone almost as good as me. Who loves you like I love you because I'm married to your mom, right? Right. Right. But it's all okay now. It's all going to be okay. Guaranteed. Soon I'll be able to marry a squirrel. I'll be able to. There's no age on love. There should be no bloodline blocking love at all. And in her story, the story that we talked about last week where she wants to marry her dad. She said that well they're in Minnesota now. They plan to move to New Jersey where they can legally be married. That was in the story and everybody's went, "It's legal? You this is legal in New Jersey? Really?" Well, I'm sure New Jersey said Really? It's legal in New Jersey? Well, on Wednesday, New Jersey Assemblywoman Mary Pat Angelini announced her plans to introduce a bill that would ban adults from marrying or committing an act of sexual penetration with a blood relative. New Jersey does not currently have a law on the books banning interfamily relations as long as both family members are over 18. Anyone who breaks the proposed law would face up to five years in jail and a $15,000 fine. Really? 
Well, I'm sure that that will be fast-tracked through that New Jersey law. Oh, they're tough in New Jersey. We didn't know we had a, didn't have a law, but when we found out we didn't have one, we're going to make one. I'm sure Governor Christie will be right on that because this is It's almost unbelievable how much is going to be okay. It really is. I mean, now in Kentucky, you've got a bill that would ban transgender students from using bathrooms that don't correspond with their anatomical sex. But if they're the transgender, means that they're going through... The surgery, right? See, because if you were born, if you just think you're a girl, if you were born a guy, and you think, oh my gosh, I'm a girl. I'm a girl. (laughs) That's it. I'm a girl. Okay. I know I've got all the guy parts, but I'm a girl. Um, You know, you're okay. Okay. All right. You're a girl. Or if a girl says, I'm a guy. Honey, you're a girl. You have all the girl parts. I know, but I'm a girl. I'm a guy. Uh, okay. All right. You're a guy. Okay. We we believe you. You're a guy. But then you have the ones that are going through the surgeries to change, right? So you go from a girl to a guy or a guy to a girl, but there is a point when you might not have the 100% surgeries done to be the 100% male if you're a girl into a, you know going into a male but you're way beyond being a girl so you don't really want to go in the girls in the female bathroom you go into the guy bathroom i mean it's just Whatever, I, you know, seriously, do I care? No. Do I, I mean, really, really do I care if I have to use the restroom and, and who is in the restroom? No, not really. There's stalls. There's walls. It's okay. It's not going to bleed through. You're not going to all of a sudden think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the bathroom next to a girl that wants to be a guy. Now I want to be a girl. It doesn't happen that way. Okay. But it's just a little, just a little weird, don't you think? Maybe, just you know, just a little weird, don't you think so? Maybe. And then we had the big pro-life march. <laughs> yeah, that is actually kind of cool. Uh, they had, I don't know, they were saying they had like three or four hundred thousand people there in D.C. And you know, the president of March for Life. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. The crowds are massive. It's fantastic. Um, Dear March for Life president, perhaps you should look back in recent history. Glenn Beck in Washington, D.C., restoring honor. There was quite a few people there as well. Just saying. But for the March for Life, the crowds are massive. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It is pretty amazing that that battle is still going on in the abortion, pro-life, pro-choice, 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't talk about it much because there is no winning. There is no winning. You believe what you believe. People are, you know, you either believe that hey, I can have an abortion and life begins in eight weeks. So before eight weeks, I can kill whatever's inside of me. Or you believe that once there's, uh, I don't know, inception happens, uh, there's a life inside the female. So you're not going to win that battle. That's what you believe. I will say that, uh, no, I won't say that. Just know that I believe pro-life is the way to go. There are exceptions to every rule. But overwhelmingly, life matters. Remember, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Do they? Do they? Because if I remember the numbers I've seen, and I don't have them in front of me, there's a number of African-American, black Americans who go through the pro-choice choice. So that whole hashtag, Black Lives Matter, do they? I think they do. I personally believe they do. Do you? Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Yes, it is, baby. And it's right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining live and or listening to the podcast on theblaze.com slash radio. Michael Pelka coming up from Las Vegas, Nevada. He's on the road partying in Vegas. Hope he remembers to do the show. Oh, he's already up tweeting about it. Of course he did. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, best of Glenn Beck, all today on the Blaze Radio Network. You need not go anywhere else. You can always follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher, Instagram accounts. Just search and find it, okay? It's that easy. Now, not only has our president made us proud after the State of the Union with his YouTube interviews with Hank Green, with Bethany Moda, and with Glozell. Some fascinating interviews with President Obama, leader of the free world, or at least used to be known as former, used to be known as the leader of the free world. One of my favorite stories came from this week when John Boehner, trying to pretend that he's got his hand on the pulse of America, invited Benjamin Netanyahu to speak in front of Congress. Now, usually protocols, I guess, goes through the White House. When they want someone to speak like that, another head of state, they have the White House do their little magic and do their little head of state, head of state thing. Boehner skipped that step. I don't blame him. But the White House is pissed. And the White House said, uh, no, we don't usually do that because it's so close to the, uh, why don't we usually do that? Because we don't usually, oh, I know, it's too close to the election. 
Uh, that's right. That's why we don't do it. That's why we don't do it. Um, can you give us examples of when that's happened in the past? Well, we don't have any hard line, really. It's just kind of, you know, whatever, fe- you know, whatever feels like, you know, it's a couple of weeks away. That's kind of close. We don't want to do that. Uh-huh. But prior to, you know, the White House, in between the White House saying, well, it's usually, you know, that beat protocol, Benjamin Netanyahu said, I'll be there. No problem. We'll talk about, oh, I don't know, Iran and how they're wanting to wipe my country off the face of the earth and your president is saying, go ahead. Maybe not in so many words, but it sure feels that way. It sure feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, Yes. Yes, it does. So now the White House, and now we're getting unconfirmed, you know, inside sources. Probably the same inside sources that tell us when the president is just so darn mad. He's just so darn mad, but we don't see it really. He doesn't show it to the American people, but behind the scenes, he's just so darn mad. Well, now we're getting the inside stories of really how upset he is at Congress and John Boehner for skipping that state to state. And we're just not going to, we don't have time to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu. We can't meet with him while he's here. That's, <laughs> what, are you, what are you out of your mind? I mean, we've only got a month or so to get right prepared. You know, we can't talk to him while he's here. Crazy? It'd be stupid. But Benjamin Netanyahu's still coming, and the White House is pissed. Now you know that Benjamin and Obama. You can tell when they see when you see their photos. They really. I mean, Obama does not like Benjamin Netanyahu because Benjamin Netanyahu looks at Obama like. <laughs> I wipe the floor with you, okay? At least that's what—that's the impression I get. You get the impression that Benjamin Netanyahu would do what someone did to Harry Reid. No, not the exercise band, but some sort of, I don't know, physical beating kind of thing. It just looks that way. Harry, nobody believes the exercise band thing, okay? Sorry. Hey, anybody told you you look great? Well, you do. You look fantastic. You do. You're not gonna. You're not gonna wear that all day, though, are you? Ugh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.